Well, hey, friends, and welcome to episode 179 of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, and once again, I am super happy that you are here. If you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you find a lot of inspiration and ideas and support from what we do here at the Creative Shop Talk podcast for independent shop owners. If you are returning, Welcome. Welcome back. We are so excited. We've had so much feedback lately and I just want to give a shout out to all of you that leave your reviews, leave comments, send me DMs in my Instagram at wendybattenbiz. You can reach out to me there anytime or send me an email. I have had the greatest conversations lately. If you jump on our email list uh, with the link is in the show notes, I guess <laughs> that's our best way to get a hold of our email list. But honestly, I've had some great conversations and, and feedback from so many of you. And I just want to say thank you. So doing a podcast isn't always um always easy it's always you know it's me and my mic I've shared that before and so I really love when I hear your feedback and I love and I'm always pleasantly surprised and actually weirdly surprised and you'll know that if you've ever sent me an email saying that you just binge watched all or listened to all of our podcasts I so appreciate you so I just want to shout out to you our new listeners and to those of you who are regulars and coming back thank you I really appreciate you and uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast and sharing it with your fellow shop owners because sharing is how the algorithms, as we know, if you follow, subscribe, uh, depending on how you're listening to the podcast right now, or if you share the podcast on your social media or with a fellow business owner, it helps the algorithms and we all know the algorithms game, right? So anyhow, let's get on with the show. So I just wanted to start off by saying thank you. Let's get on with the show today. I have a special guest, one of my Inner Circle members that I have just fallen in love with. Is that too much to say? I just love watching her run her business and what she's doing. Uh, Jessica uh, Gebauer. I'm sorry, Jessica, if I said that wrong. I think I said it right. Gebauer, I think. Thank you for joining us. I have invited Jessica here today because I've watched her start her business during the pandemic in the middle of all of this and all of the activities, the CEO level activities that she has been doing. And I wanted her to come on and share some of her marketing strategies and some really great um, ways that she looks at her business and how she's running it. So she talks a little bit, actually, I should say a lot. We talk a lot about hospitality and what that means in the retail business. We talk about being curious I love that she shares a little bit about what that means to her and um, caring and caring for our customers and just so much more. You're going to love this conversation. Uh, Let's get on with the show. Let me know of your feedback. Please leave us a review, as I mentioned. And uh, don't forget to reach out to Jessica after and follow her at Crissette. You'll really appreciate you'll really appreciate following her. She's one to follow. And uh, so let's get on with the show. Let's go. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Well, 
thank you for being here. Today, I have a special guest for us, Inner Circle member. Jessica is here with us today. And Jessica, will you, I'm so happy you're here, first of all. Will you tell us a little bit about your business and your Yeah. Hi, I'm Jess. I own Crescent Artisan Boutique in downtown Yardley, Pennsylvania and Crescent.shop online. And we specialize in American and Canadian made goods. And we have about a hundred different makers. So we are a decor and home goods boutique. And we also have a little bit of market goods. So you can come to us for everything from some really cool fashion forward jewelry and to some really decadent marshmallows and a lot of stuff in between. Oh, decadent marshmallows. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> so, can you tell us how, so where, where are you located? You're in Yardley. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Yep. So we are about 35 minutes north of Philadelphia in beautiful Bucks County. So a lot of people know Bucks County from Hallmark movies, actually. <laughs> a lot of rolling fields looks a little bit on the English countryside. So we're right on the edge of sort of farmland and Philadelphia suburbs. So we're uh, about 30 minutes from downtown Philadelphia and uh, about five minutes from cornfields. Right. Are you pulling people in from that far away? Are they coming in? Do they come to your area? Are you attracting customers from 30 minutes away is what I guess what I'm asking. Definitely. Yeah. We actually get a decent amount of people coming from like North Jersey, New York, Philadelphia. We actually have a large population of people that live in and around Yardley that work in Philadelphia, New York, or in the Princeton area or in North Jersey. So not only do we have people who are you know, coming and going from those areas as tourists, but our actual like local population is in and out of those areas as well. And we're definitely seeing some of that traffic in the shop. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, becoming a destination is we have to pull from more than our local community. And I see you do that. I see you pull in. Um, how long have you been in business? Tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a shop owner. How long is it? Been so going? we are exactly two years as a retail location. So we celebrated uh, today's September 21st that we're recording this, and we celebrated our um, two-year anniversary on September 17th. So, and during that time, we actually changed locations. So that's been kind of a bit nuts. So it was one year in one location that wasn't as great as our current one. And then we moved up uh, into a slightly bigger space that's directly on Main Street that is on the main intersection in town. So that was a great move for us. But um we actually started online. And when I say we, I feel like that's like every business owner's <laughs> issue is saying we when it was really me. Uh, when I started the company, I started online as a, sort of a subscription gift box. So I was sourcing exclusively for makers and artisans like we do now for the shop. And I started out in March of 2021. And I think it was my first box sold or like early February, something like that. And it, we did two boxes, two releases, and they were kind of themed. So the first one was themed comfort and care. And the second one was themed lilac. And they actually did pretty well. But part of the problem for me was, is I felt that the actual like concept of the box was a little limiting and I had a kind of bigger visions. I also really wanted to see something like we had uh, or what we are now, I guess you could say what Chrisette is now in our downtown because we didn't really have a gift store at the time. So and that was, you know, when I started looking for space, it was during the pandemic for sure. And then. I can't like remember. Can anybody really remember what happened over the pandemic? Uh, so I don't really, I think we we're still sort of wearing masks when we opened a little bit in, in, uh, in September, 2021. So um, it was a little, you know, interesting start. I definitely remember people being really cautious that, especially that first holiday season, 
you know, still having people not really wanting to come in or, you know, we tried to keep the windows open as much as possible. So it was an interesting first year. And then um, basically we, we started looking for a space again. <laughs> uh, so we looked for one space and then I looked for another space. And then we essentially end up moving to Main Street. I think I signed the lease in August of 2022. And then we opened in uh, October 7th of 2022 in our current location. Right. So how mm-hmm. big is the shop currently, the new shop that you're in? It's about 500 square feet. So it's tiny, but it's tiny, but yeah. it's mighty. I love, I love, uh, I love how you have it merchandised and you've done a great job Thank you. Uh, with your team. So how big is your team just to get a feel of how big, how many staff members do you have? So right now I have two staff members that are regular in the shop. So I have my shop manager, Michael, he is there three days a week consistently, and he will also run the store completely when I'm not there. So recently I took a vacation to Maine. He was the guy behind the helm the entire time I was away. And my other staff member is Stephanie and she is a retired school teacher. And she is with me every Tuesday, pretty consistently. And then occasionally she spot fills and we just finished our holiday schedule. So she's going to be doing a lot more starting in November. (laughs) Tis the season, right? We're all... So, and yeah, you for doing your holiday planning. So you, you, everybody, yeah. knows if they're listening, I'm, I'm an advocate of getting everything done yeah. up front in August, September. So yay you. So I I love watching um, how you're marketing your business. I know you're doing a lot of unique things. It is really difficult for a lot of retailers to work with makers um, solely, especially. Can you give us a little bit of uh, a background on how that's working for you? How you're, I know you're doing a lot of sourcing, but how are you keeping the margins? Because that can be challenging. And, uh, you know, we love our makers. We have a lot of makers listening. We love our makers. We love supporting makers, but there are a lot of discrepancies sometimes in us wanting to do that and then being able to make margins so we can make profits so we can run our shops and have our staff and run a business. I mean, that's important. Can you speak a little bit to how you're making out with that and what your tips would be around sourcing and doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I really do focus on makers who want to do retail, who want to sell to stores like mine. I tried sort of in the beginning working a little bit more individually with makers that weren't as experienced in pricing or production and all that stuff. And I learned really fast that that just wasn't going to fly. And my heart is with makers because I was a jeweler and jewelry designer for over 15 years. And I've been in the jewelry industry for over 20. It was my first professional job. I never, I started when I was a senior in high school. I went to college for jewelry making and I worked in that industry and I still do technically because I sell jewelry now in my shop. Um, Many of the makers whom I knew before and some of them whom I, uh, it's really funny, every world is like small. The jewelry world is super small. So there's very few jewelry designers who don't know like a friend of a friend of a friend of mine, you know? So, but that's been great. So my heart is with the makers and it was definitely tough for me at first to just kind of realize that A, I don't have the bandwidth to coach people through pricing. Um, I just don't. If I spent all of my time, because I was, I actually worked for a Flourish and Thrive Academy who helps jewelry designers and makers grow and scale their businesses for quite some time. And so I've been on the coaching side of things, uh, which is sort of how I fell in love with, you know, wanting to help people who have creative endeavors have a business, but coaching them through pricing and 
you know, production and all that stuff. I just don't have the time or the bandwidth for it. So I definitely switched my focus to working specifically with small and independent businesses who really want to do wholesale, that are set up to do wholesale. Um, so that's one of the ways that I've kind of overcome that. And those companies are out there. I'm not saying that they're easy to find sometimes. I spend a lot of time looking at um, products both online, on you know everything from fair to abounds, all the wholesale marketplaces, but you kind of have to deep dive to really find the good stuff because um, they're not as algorithmically set up sometimes as some of the bigger companies. So you need to kind of really kind of dive in there to find some of the interesting and really good products, but they are there. I found some people at larger trade shows like New York Now or Shop Object. I have found some people just at local crafts fairs. So it's taken a lot of time, but now we have about over a hundred uh, small and independent businesses that we represent at Chrisette now. And you know, they're not always a hundred makers represented physically in the store at all points in time, but we are over a hundred in that are in our rotation of seasonal product. And some of them are our staples that we have in the store all the time. Um, and now that I have that selection, it feels a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> I'd say like, you know, the first year was definitely a lot of trial and error of getting things in that just weren't priced correctly, or they were too low, or they were too high. But now I feel like a lot more comfortable in being able to keep the margins at a healthy place and so that I can actually pay for, you know, things like taking my small staff to dinner and stuff like that. Because it's it's nice to be able to say that you run a business, but if you can't run a business in a way that supports yourself and your team, um, you're not going to be there much longer. So, well, you're you're preaching to the. <laughs> it's, it's true though. There's so many retailers that are struggling. I guess we could do a whole episode, and we probably have done episodes on that. But you know, we need to be profitable in life. <laughs> I keep saying, you know, it's a profitability question. Is about not greed or anything. It's about sustainability. Um, we yep. want you to stay open. We want our staff to be happy and paid well. And like you said, be able to do those extra little things with our staff. So it's a non, it's a non-negotiable in my world, as you know, um, has it been, I know it's been a bumpy, not a bumpy ride. I, I, I just know, I don't even know. We've never talked about it. I just know <laughs> opening a shop during a pandemic and doing all the things and sourcing and staffing and all of the things. Would you, would you be interested or could you share a little bit about your CEO journey? We love sharing like a little bit, like over the last couple of years, specifically since you've opened, what have been, uh, what has been some surprises, maybe some surprise challenges and, or some surprise delights that have happened along the way? Well, this, the last two years, honestly, in my life had been some of the more, I guess, tumultuous, rocky, wavy, uh, my entire life. Um, so opening the shop, like I had planned actually pre pandemic to make this shift. So I was sort of leaving my full-time job at Flourish and Thrive Academy and I was finishing up some projects with them and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, but I decided that I really wanted to keep moving forward with the, you know, with the concepts that I had, with the ideas that I had. So I actually took several months off to kind of refigure out what really lit me up. I knew it was a business. I knew it was working with creatives. I just didn't know what form that would take. Was I thinking about doing, you know, coaching for another program? Was I, you know, going to do retail? Was I going to go back and do be a maker again or do some, some sort of curated jewelry line? I don't know. So I took three months to figure that out. 
And then once I kind of got to the concept of the subscription box, I decided that that was close enough to move forward, basically. And so I moved forward with that and then opened, eventually decided it was a little bit limiting and then decided I really wanted to see um, a gift store like I have in our town and move forward towards the retail portion of it. So, but some of the things that kind of got thrown in there was, you know, the, the end of the pandemic and just not really knowing how long that was going to last and, you know, people's sense of cautiousness and coming out. And there definitely was a lot of people that, that came out that wanted to support new small businesses and small businesses in general, because they were happy to see those kinds of things coming back into the town. I will say, sometimes I think people's memories are really short because now being two years into it, you know, on occasion, you're just like, well, okay, it's another day. It's really quiet. No one's here. I guess everybody kind of forgot, but you know, you're always kind of putting yourself out there and trying to remind people that you are actually in existence, right? Um, No matter how big or small your town is, like that's a challenge. So, but during those two years, my husband had um, uh, some mental health issues. It was something that unfortunately he struggled with for most of his life. Now we've been together since we were literally 17. So we've been together a really, really, really long time at this point. We've been married for over 17 years. And um, that was something that wasn't part of the plan, I guess you could say. So as I'm, you know, newly opened in a retail location in the winter time of 2022, he started having some more significant issues that were you know, beyond what he usually unfortunately suffers from. And that just led into a downward spiral. And I ended up being primary caretaker for both him and our home and everything that was going on for a while. And he took a leave of absence from work. So that was definitely something that was a giant wrench that I was a wrench sounds bad. That was something that was enough. <laughs> yes, there you go. It was a very unexpected speed, but obviously for him as well, it's not something it's that's actually some of the worst that he's struggled with since maybe he was a teenager. Um, so it was a really challenging time for us in our life. We were also undergoing a kitchen renovation at the same time, which had been planned for like a year out and just happened to start at the same time that that was going on. So we ended up demoing our kitchen as he was taking leave from work. So it was a really, really rough year. I hired my shop manager, Michael, whom I've actually known for a really long time. He actually graduated college with my husband from um, the College of New Jersey, and um, they were in the same graduating class. So I'd known Michael for a really long time, and he had made some changes in his own personal life and had decided that he didn't want to pursue the career he was currently pursuing and really wanted to make a, a change in his life and live his life in a way that felt positive to him and felt, um, you know, scalable and doable. And so that was putting the things that he valued first. So him and his wife opened a company. She also left her job as doing dog walking and home care um, and, and pet sitting. And they immediately were getting a lot of great customers, but they needed more income coming in. And I had approached them thinking, well, I need somebody to help me through this time. Now that was in March. I didn't really know what was going to happen in the summer, but it did. If I hadn't had him, because basically last summer was we were just sort of holding on to like the coattails, so to speak, or just like, I feel like we weren't really driving the boat and we were kind of like doing a bad job, like water skiing on the back. (laughs) It really felt like. That's a really good analogy of running a business. (laughs) 
<laughs> so ideally you're driving the boat and there's not really anybody hanging on back there. Like that's the ideal situation, right? You're in control, you know where you're going. Uh, I felt like I was really kind of holding on to the coattails just because I was focused so much on my family and making sure that Tom was going to be okay. But uh, Michael really stepped in and stepped up. And I mean, there were days where I just didn't even know if I was going to be able to make it in because um, there was just so much going on personally in in my life. So, and it's not the, I don't know, there's no right way to to start a business. And I know if I end up having some customers that watch this or listen to the podcast or whenever they may not know that I was even going through a lot of that stuff because it wasn't something that I was talking about publicly at that time. And, uh, you know, then we kind of moved forward through the holiday season. We had a good holiday season in 2022 uh, after we actually had moved locations, which was challenging. And then uh, we've been growing very rapidly ever since our move. Awareness levels have gained so much because of the new location. Our holiday sales really project us and were gave us the ability to make the you know make it to where we are today so it was a really great holiday season for 2022 after having a really rough summer so i think uh, even though that time that first year in business was extremely challenging and it would have been without all of the things going on in our personal life but then you top that you know it was that that was both the icing and the cherry on top of difficultness um, but we made it through and I am now more able to focus a little bit more, you know, consistently on growth and how the company really should be run. Because those are perspectives that I already had as a previous business owner because I had my own jewelry company before and then also as an educator for business and marketing. Uh, so I've been able to put that CEO hat on a lot more in 2022 than I really was in, and in 20, excuse me, 2023 um than I really was in you know 2022 so it's it's been kind of a the first year be from September from that first September to the second September was really 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 rough so but uh overall kudos, kudos to you for coming through all so a couple of things I'd like to pull out from that so Eddie thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of retailers and and you and I before we jumped on we were talking a little bit about like the iceberg analogy and what people see on the top you know that this is what they see that's happening. And then there's all this other stuff happening behind the scenes or beneath the surface. And I think a lot of us forget that there's a lot of life happening, a lot of messy, I call it messy life happening, whether it's kids or mental health issues or older parents or like taking care of, you know, just there's just so many things that get lobbed at us as business owners. It's really hard to sometimes, A, not bring that to all our customers. So I'm a little bit of a believer in, um, I shouldn't say a little bit of believer, that doesn't sound very believable, <laughs> but anyway, I'm a believer that sometimes we, you know, we share the scars, we don't share the wounds as they're happening. It's not like we don't want to come, like we don't want to bring to our customers like, oh my gosh, everything's so horrible at home and, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, that I don't know, we don't want people to feel sorry for us, but it's, you know, it's an, an interesting to think, you know, we've come through this, it makes us stronger and we've been all pivoting a lot lately, but, and throwing in these uh, lobs of things. So I think it's um, admirable. Thank you for sharing all that. And your first year of business, retail is a different game. And, you know, I know you had other businesses before and other, you know, responsibilities and ran your own business. That's, that was my gig too, right? I've had, we've been self-employed for years. Retail turned out to be a, a different game, right? It's just different. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, I just want to give you hats off. I've been watching you with your CEO hat on and, you know, doing the things that need to get done, hiring and hiring people that align with you as well, too, is really important. Hiring people that are going to align with your customers, I think is really important. Um, and your mission, right? Going, you know, who, what's the mission? And and so hiring people to help you because though you would have been closed all those days. So yep. to all those people that think they can do it all alone, I'm just not a believer in that at all. I think we have to have a support team and people around us. And you actually lost your support team. Like not that you lost your support team, but you know, you probably were like, I'm going to run this business hubby. So like, it's going to be all eyes on me for a little bit <laughs> while I'm struggling, you know, and then that shifted, right? So it does, it does, it does shift. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's really admirable as well too, that, and, and a shout out, and I think a lot of retailers miss this key thing that you mentioned. And that is, you know, I did the best I could do, you know, sort of with the, with the things that I had, the cards were dealt, you know, the, um, and we need to step into the driving the boat thing. So, you know, we're always trying to get, get off of that. I love that analogy. I'm a very visual, my brain automatically goes to this flailing person <laughs> on the back of us, you know, uh, uh, trying to water ski. We need to get off the water skis and we get in the boat and we need to get up front to the front of the boat and we need to start driving it. And I've been watching you do that really admirably. Um, especially over the, well, I don't know how long have you been in the inner circle now? I should know that right off, but it's probably been six months. It's been a while, at least six months, yeah. if not yeah. a little while. And then I just finished up the um, intensive with you, the six week intensive with you as well, which was wonderful. Right. So, yeah. So actually, thank you. I'm so happy you mentioned that because what I've seen with the accelerator. So uh, Jess is talking about our sales accelerator, which uh, we ran in, well, we registered in July and we ran it again in October. We are really, I'm really focused on reminding retailers on the steps that we need to do to be known in our community. And I have been watching you do such cool things. On that note, do you want to talk about anything that's working in marketing? What's working, working, what's working well for you? And we all have different things that work well. So I love bringing different ideas to the podcast. So anything that's working well for you right now? So I think one of the things that's working the best for us is just in how we treat people when they come in the door. I cannot tell you how many people comment, even if they do not buy. I'm so glad I stopped in. I will be back. I can't wait to share this with my friend. She's going to love your store. I'm going to send her in. And um, I'm I'm really, really, really lucky in that the two other people that have the shop when I'm not there and Stephanie and Michael, they believe the same as I do. I didn't have to tell them. I mean, we do do trainings, of course, but I didn't have to tell them to be nice people because they are nice people. They intrinsically, uh, is that even the correct word? Intrinsically? Sure. Naturally? Naturally? Sure. Intuitively. Intuitively. <laughs> intuitively. There we go. They intuitively understand that when people come in that door, that they want to be treated like a friend. So someone's coming to your house, it's a great dinner party, and you welcome them with open arms, and everybody gets that moment in the sun. So that's something that I started saying as part of our team meeting. They were already doing it, and now that we've shown a light on making sure that it happens, every single person that comes in that door has their moment in the sun of being recognized, being greeted, being treated warmly, and being asked how their day is going in a genuine sense, 
that has been working incredibly well for us. And I know that's not particularly marketing, but it is in-store marketing. I definitely feel that it's something that um, no shop can do without. Even recently I was on vacation and I was in a beautiful store in a little uh, coastal front town in Massachusetts. And that store was gorgeous. I mean, the merchandising was beautiful, lofted ceilings, lots of light, gorgeous. My husband and I were the only two people in the store. The two sales associates that were there and they looked like they were unpacking some new merchandise never even looked at us, let alone greeted us. And I cannot tell you as a store owner how proud I was that I know that doesn't happen in my shop. So I know that people are treated respectfully and kindly and genuinely welcomed into our space. And that has been huge for us. A lot of people come back on recommendations from friends, from family members. Um, you know, if somebody's visiting in town, they'll have the people that they're staying with will send them into the shop because they know that it's a great place to shop and then it's going to be a fun activity for them. So that has been absolutely huge for us. Um, outside of like the in-store marketing that we've been working on, the next thing that I made some really big changes on that was thanks to actually the inner circle group was the exterior of the store. So while I find like I'm really curious person, I'm constantly like, what is that? What's happening over here? Well, that building wasn't that same color last week. They must have painted it. Like, you know, I'm always looking at the new things. Like I'm very much like, you know, I'm curious of what businesses are opening. I'm curious of what activities are going on. And I definitely find that I'm pretty observant and I, you know, I, nobody misses or gets everything, of course. Right. But I'm definitely curious and interested in what's going on. So when we moved to this new location, I just figured, well, we are directly across the street from the busiest coffee shop in town, the best coffee shop in town. And we are directly next door to a brewery that is the busiest restaurant in town, probably. Um, so we're, and we're right at the main intersection. We are one door in, um, but we are very visible in town. Lots of people across the street, lots of people walking by, lots of traffic. Traffic never stops all day long. Well, I made some changes to the exterior of the store to make it better when we first moved in including putting some flower planters in. Well, for a couple of weeks, that seemed like it was enough. And then a couple of months went by and we had a Saturday that it was a nice Saturday and we only had 12 people in all day long. And that's not good. As a retailer, most of you listening will know, Saturdays are the day. If you're not making money on a Saturday, it might not be so great the rest of the week and you're down then for the month. Um, so we had a Saturday where only 12 people came in the entire day and it was a lovely day. It wasn't like super hot or anything. It was, I don't know, like 82 out sunny. And then that I had already been thinking about what am I doing wrong on the exterior of my store? I have a lovely sign. I have these planters. Why is no one coming in? So I posted pictures inside the inner circle and, uh, one of the first people to comment mentioned that my shop looked like a real estate agent and i it's and if whoever that was is listening it's it's not like you did anything to personally offend me but our town has been only known for real estate agents banks and restaurants for decades no one wants any real estate agents or banks anymore everybody's sick of it so as soon as they said I looked like a real estate agent, I was like, oh my God, no. 
I was like, I cannot look like a real estate agent. Nobody wants that anymore. I'm really sick of having, you know, uh, types of businesses taking up retail space or a space that could be benefit to the community for classes or, you know, community gathering spaces or restaurants or something that brings vibrancy into the town. Um, everyone in town is totally sick of that. So for me to look like a real estate agent was like, uh, I felt like a stab in the heart. Um, it's dramatic, but a little true. So I basically took uh, some suggestions from years, some suggestions from other people, and I made some significant changes to the exterior of the store, including putting product outside, including removing a bench that really wasn't serving us and replacing it with an additional planter and space to add that product. Um, the next day after the, those 12 people, and I because I had already started on this journey, and the next day... I went out and bought way bigger plants with much bigger vibrancy so that that was really filled in that space in an immaculate way and really kind of went for more ostentatious look. And we had 72 people in on the Sunday. So the day that I did those planters. So, and that was just in one day. So we made a huge difference to the exterior of our store and I'm continuing to figure out how to even make that better even now as we're entering into the fall season. And that was a huge like game changer for us. And it was something that I just didn't feel was possible with how we were set up and what I was able to do with the sidewalk area in front of our store. Um, but then once I spent some time looking at some of the suggestions, looking at a few other retails, retailers like exteriors, I was like, okay, well, we can't go as big as they are gone because of how they're set up and the width of the sidewalk by them and you know the covering and their entrance and whatever. But we can do this piece, this piece, this piece, and this piece. So then I started taking smaller bits and trying to put it together. And that made a huge difference for us. Yeah. So I remember that post. And I, so I, first of all, great change, by the way, it looks so, it doesn't look like a real estate agent. And I do need to share. I, so I saw that post and I'm like, Ooh, this girl who's not been in our group long. I hope she doesn't take offense. Somebody was very kind. The, the suggestion was kind. Just so anybody's listening. It's not like we're mean. People. It was very it was, kind. It was a kind. It was, it was it was only a coincidence yeah. though, that that was like the antithesis of what I wanted, but you know, in our town yeah. that, it, that she just happened to mention that. So, but she and had actually had some great suggestions attached to it. So, right. yes, I know. I saw that. I laughed. I did think it was funny. Um, and I think it's funny that you say that. So I ended up back up a couple of things that you've mentioned. So when you talked about your staff, I'm going to just pull something out for everybody on that. You know, you said, we're really lucky we have this great staff. So instantly other people think, Oh, she's lucky, but that's not true. I want to, I want to acknowledge that that's not true. It's not luck. It's um, you chose people who were aligned with your values, who believe in hospitality. So, you know, that is, you know, and then you train them. I mean, we train them and we, but we can't train. Um, there's certain parts of people's character we can't train. We can not just invite a warm body to stand in our shop and expect them to be kind and caring and aligned and all of those things. We can train them how to use the POS system. We can train them on what they should be saying, but it doesn't come out as genuine. So you're not lucky. You hired people with the right, with your alignment that aligned with how you, and you attracted people. I mean, you attract people into your world. So I, I just want people to know that's not luck. And everybody has the ability to do that. And do not just hire warm bodies, like hire people who really have that. Like we can train anything. We can train you how to use the POS system and how to, you know, how to unpack boxes. We cannot train kindness. We cannot train empathy. We cannot train, um, you know, we can, we can mold that. 
<laughs> we can't train that. So I want to say you're not lucky. You're 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 smart, and you attracted the right people, and you made the right decisions. Hospitality is continues to be our uh, unfair advantage, I believe, with small businesses. We have got to keep hospitality as the forefront of what we do. And I think that goes, I don't, I honestly don't think of any small business. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think like, who would that not really matter about? But like, even it doesn't matter anything that you're selling right now. If you are wanting to be part of your local community, you want it to be your downtown, you want people to go out of their way to come in and see you and share your business uh, all the strategy in the world won't outweigh hospitality. To me, that's the, like all the tricks and tactics and everything is not going to outweigh hospitality, which I know you have nailed. And to your point of that other little store <laughs> in in Massachusetts, I've been there. I have a really hard time not saying something. My poor husband's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> I So I've learned that unsolicited advice is not welcomed in other retail shops, but I agree. It's, you know, it's important. It's so important. Um, and so, and then onto the, to the storefront. So that's a visible attract strategy. We talk about that a lot into the inner, in the inner circle. We talk a lot about um, how we, how we get attention and how, and as simple as understanding that the front of our shop needs to look like the front of our shop the brand that we want. It has to, I don't care like who, I can't think of one shop owner that I know that hasn't had to rethink how they're front of their shop. And we also have to change it up though, you know, because people get complacent and they stop seeing, right? So like you said, you see, you know, maybe it's just painting your front door a different color next summer or something. There's something we have to do to get people's attention, but also we have to be super clear on what's behind that door. So signage, you know, and not clever signage, like uniquely yours and you know who cares like I don't know like whatever it's like tell me what's inside so if you have signage on the outside making sure that it's clear uh, is something that we talk about a lot and I share a lot and I la I'm laughing about your real estate comment I think it's really important I'm an advocate believer champion of independent businesses for downtowns I think that like main streets and downtowns and communities need small shops they need they need microbreweries, they need restaurants, they need unique, non-chain, non-big box, non-real estate agent. Like it's it's funny. I did a podcast interview with somebody with uh, Jeff Shaw, my coach, and we talked about the development of downtowns and, and main streets and you know what's gonna happen if we don't shop local and why that's important. So the economic, but also the social viability of of main street. So I'm glad you don't look like a real estate agent anymore. I'm glad you're not a real estate agent anymore. I think it's really important to keep the vibrancy of your community alive. Um, and again, that's economic and social reasons. So, um, so bravo you. And it has, it was really fun. And I know you were really proud. Like you came right in. I think you texted me and you're like, oh my gosh, we had more people in and a note on that. I think you told me you had more people in on that Sunday after you did those planters and changed up the front, than you did like a big event the year before that you had spent all this money on and all this, like just on a random Sunday. So yep. we can do things. And that Sundays are usually a little on the slow side for us. I find yeah. that that tends to be a day where people, because we're not a huge tourist destination. So people who are shopping tend to be more local, not that oh. they always are, but that yeah. Sundays tend to be a day where they're like, you know, going to the kids sports yeah. games and things like that, or just like lying low or watching a football game. Um, but, uh, that was a, like a, we had huge numbers that day for us. And I think it was the most people we'd had in the store ever since I had started tracking. 
So, you know, it was, it was a big change, you know, and we're, we're really, you know, our shop is really small supporting small. So it really means a lot to me that people will take the time to come in and check it out because we do not look and we do not feel like any other store around here or that I've been in, even on recent travels, we feel really different because there just are no recognizable brands in the shop and we feel, but we still have things that are, you know, that you'll still find lotion someplace and hand soap someplace else, but like you'll find the brands that uh, you'll find at every other you know, store on the coast carries these brands because they have some scent that says ocean on them. You know, you're not going to find that at our shop. Everything is so small, so independent, so driven, um, you know, towards that. Well, and, yeah. and unique, right? Unique, yes. unique, unique, but not, you know, but unique, but not familiar, if that makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I do notice that about your products. I think you do an amazing job. I'm going to encourage everybody to go visit your shop um, and check, check out what you're doing. Uh, anything else to share? I feel like I could talk to you all day, um, but I want to honor your time and our listeners' times. So anything else to share that you really want maybe to make sure that people take away from our conversation today? Mm, there was something. I'm going to need like a second to think. Oh, that was it. Okay. So I recently was asked a question in the store that was, um, it's not that we never get this question. We get it in different formats, but this one was very direct. I recently was asked, why did I open a retail store when Amazon exists? Like that is the literal question that I was asked by a customer um, the last couple of weeks. And it really took me by surprise because not only did she ask me that question, but she kept pressing the issue of like, well, you can't compete with that. Like, why would you try to compete with that? Why is, aren't you concerned that you have competitors like Amazon or like Target or whatever? And um, it was after a long day. It was like at about 5.45 p.m. on a Saturday after I had been there since 9.30 in the morning. So in a busy Saturday, usually by the time the end of the day comes, you're a little on the tired side. Because I always try to put together or put forward a really positive energy for my customers. And, you know, I'm, I'm down to chat and I'm down to talk and I'm always as smiley as I can be. So by the time six o'clock runs around on a Saturday, I'm pretty darn sleepy or at least like a little bit, you know, energy exhausted. So it was a, a surprising question with um, a decent amount of force put behind like my existence and why I chose to be there. And one of the things I think that every small and independent retailer should really remember is that Target does not care that your cousin who's a single mom and is 35, just finished law school. So when they come in to buy a gift from you for that cousin, you care. Target does not care at all. Amazon does not care at all. Small and independent retailers are a reflection of our clients' needs and wants and cares. So if you're ever feeling a moment of doubt why you're doing this, just remember that. So because we care about what our customers care about. So if it's your kid's birthday and you came in to purchase something for your child for their 13th or their 16th or whatever it was, we are so excited that you did that. And we really, truly, honestly want them to have an amazing birthday. It is our entire existence. And that is something that you are never going to get out of a big box store ever. So no, 
That's my pep talk. That's a great, that is a great reminder. (laughs) I think it's really important too. There's so many ways to answer that question. I just, it blows my mind. First of all, I feel like saying, you know what? Just go away. You're not my people. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not rude either, but that's what my brain is thinking when I hear those type of questions as well too. I actually had somebody approach me recently and said, uh, it must be really hard to be, um, or you must be thinking about a new career change, or I don't know what it was. And I'm like, I completely confused as to what they're talking about. <laughs> they said, well, because retail's dead and like people aren't buying in store anymore. And I felt like, A, I'm busier now with successful retailers, just for the record, making profits, seeing things because good retail is never going to die. Like people doing good things and retailers that are taking you know, understanding their numbers, understanding their business and understanding their clients are never going to go away. 80% of all retail is still done in, in store. And I don't know if people like, like, and that's generous. Uh, it's actually like 18% of retail is done on e-commerce. It's growing, but that's a great option. So we can have both. I mean, you know, but it's just, oh my gosh, people stop it. Like, just stop it. Like <laughs> as a customer, you want to say that, but I mean, we're still, people still want people that care. They still want products that they can touch and feel and see. Um, I love, and you know, and I'm not alone in this. I know that one of the reasons most people shop in stores is I love the experience. I love how how I feel when I'm in a beautiful shop. Mm -hmm. I love the sun shining through your windows and the merchandising. And that's not just because I'm a retail coach, but because it goes by, I love somebody suggesting, like you just said, you know, what what do you need? (laughs) I am the last thing in the world. I am a terrible shopper. People joke, like I joke about it often on podcasts here. I'm a terrible shopper. I can't buy clothes. I just don't know how to put an outfit together. I like, if I had to rely on big box online e-commerce, I'd be like, I don't know. Anyway, it's just like, I just need your expertise. People want your expertise. They want to, they want you to explain, you know, where this mug is made and you know, all the things. Right. So yeah, I don't think, yeah. That, that was a great answer I, or a great reminder for everybody that uh, we we care, right? We care and we have hospitality. And you know what? Some people want to go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, so be it. And some people want to sit down and have a dinner party with us. So we have different, you know, if you want to think about more analogies, <laughs> that's, you know, there's just, we're just not for everybody. So thank you so much. I'm going to wrap up really quick. Uh, we always try to do a rapid fire questions. Are you game for that? Yep. Okay. So when you are not in your shop and you're not working, what will we find you doing? Either reading or out in my garden or in my yard. So I love to read because it gives me like some relaxation. It lets my brain go someplace else because I'm super focused on work. Even if I'm trying to not be my, that's just where it goes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, And I love spending time outside of my yard and in my garden. So doing flowers and you know just I don't know even mulching <laughs> yeah. so that's basically I call, it my it. Putter, I call that puttering like I yes. just putter around and puttering is actually really good for our brains and I don't know if you know that but that's a really good um it's a really good uh white space for our brains if we're just picking dead if you're deadheading your flowers it's actually yep actually doing good things for your business how's that so <laughs> I'm business planning here with as I'm deadheading my flowers but do you have a favorite book uh, of all those books that you love to read anything favorite uh, or that one that you love to suggest to other people business or non-business it can be I'm terrible with names like when it when it comes to like books and music and stuff like that I'm just trying to remember uh, one that I, oh, 
I read two books by an author, I think it was last summer, that I absolutely loved, or it might have been another one. I don't remember. Anyways, I read two books by an author, and the names of the books were Circe's and Achilles, or The Song of Achilles. And those were two of the best books I have read in a very long time. I really enjoyed both of them. So they were both sort of based on mythology and a little bit of, you know, what is it, the Iliad uh, from Achilles. And uh, it, they were just fabulous. They were really, really good. So if you like that kind of stuff, I highly recommend. Awesome. Any favorite quote uh, that inspires you, maybe that you have running in your head sometimes or that you have on a wall yes. or something that, that kind of... I definitely do. So this actually comes from uh, my good friend, Anna, who owns a beautiful jewelry company called Jewel of Havana. And she um, has a quote that goes something along the lines of, hopefully I'm not going to mess this up. Uh, Don't get yourself into perfectionism prison. So, yes, (laughs) or stay away from perfectionism prison. So something along those lines. So essentially, it's the concept of like, don't overdo things to the point where you're stuck in this concept of I need to be so perfect that nothing actually gets done. So that's when you're in perfectionism prison. You're trying to make everything so perfect, so ideal, so absolutely immaculate that all you do is spin your wheels inside that tiny little prison and you don't actually accomplish anything. So I think it's a really good one. So that's something that if I find myself kind of like feeling like I haven't really gotten a lot done and I go back and I try to figure out why, it's because of that. Because I've been inside perfectionism prison. So honest quote really helps me a lot. So keeps me moving that. forward. I love that because it's a good reminder. We call it perfectionism per, um, procrastination, right? Like it's a good yes. procrastination, but I love the prison. It's so much better. That's, that's We're all feeling that just so she knows. So anyway. she also has another one that says, stop thinking, stop stinking thinking. So it's kind of the same thing when you're overthinking something, you know, but they're both super cute, but she, um, her and my other friend, Nicole are my accountability partners. And uh, those are, are two things that Anna says all the time and they keep me moving forward. Love those. Those are great. Well, thank you for being here today, Jess. Where can we send people or where's the best way for us to get other retailers to follow along? Where can we find you? On Instagram, we are at Chrisette underscore shop. So it's K-R-Y-S-S-E-T underscore shop. And we are Chrisette.shop online. So instead of like Chrisette.com or Chrisette.shop, they can find us in both those places. And you have a really great VIP program, an email list and a VIP program. I do. Um, we'll, we will link that up as well, too. People might be interested in following that along, uh, following along with that for you and checking out all that out. We'll have all that information on the show notes um, down below if you're watching this or if you're reading, wherever you are, wherever you're watching this, uh, it will have, it'll have it in the show notes for you. Um, well, thank you, Jess. Anything else to share as we wrap up? I think that's it. I'm just happy that I could get on here and chit chat with you. And I always love talking the business side of things. So fun. Well, we appreciate you. And I appreciate you being in the inner circle. You're uh, a great uh, contributor to helping other people uh, in the inner circle. So it's been, it's been a pleasure watching you grow and thrive in the inner circle and being part of that community. So thank you for being in there and being so open and sharing as well. So 
And if I can give you a small plug, having been in the coaching world previous um, to having my business, if you're listening to this podcast and you are thinking to yourself, I don't really know if I want to do this, like, and you've been listening along for a long time, I would highly encourage you to give Wendy's group a shot because having been a coach and been on the other side, I know quality when I see it, Wendy's fantastic. And also uh, back to what Wendy said earlier of you can't do this alone. Uh, a really good coaching group can really give you um, some perspective and help move you forward in ways that I can guarantee that you haven't thought about if you've never done it before. Thank you. No. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. I always feel like I'm doing it imperfectly. I feel like I'm uh, trying perfect. I'm in perfection and prism sometimes. And you know, that stinking thinking in your head sometimes goes. So when I hear uh, retailers, also when I see all of the results that the inner circle members um, get, it's just, it's really rewarding. So thank you for trusting me because I know it's a trust thing, right? Uh, it's a trust thing to join a group. It's a trust thing to, you know, time and money, right? Time and investment. So thank you for trusting me. And thank you for the kind words. That's really, I really appreciate that. And we have a great community. I'm really proud of it. So uh, that's the inner circle. So if you want to join other retailers like Jess inside the retailers inner circle, the doors are open right now. So hopefully you'll join us. So thanks, uh, Jess. And we'll be chatting with you soon. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.